There's no mystical energy field controls my destiny. It's all a lot of simple tricks and nonsense. What's up, everybody? This week on They're Only Legends, we talk about the apprentices of the High Republic, our take on the Force Dyad, and we correct some of those mistakes we made in the last episode, as well as more. But before we dive into it, go give us a follow on Instagram at OnlyLegendsPod. That's where we post daily content like memes, facts, trivia, and just other general show information. If you feel like reaching out to us, maybe to ask a question, suggest a topic of discussion, make a comment, or if you just want to say hello there, you can do so by sending us an email to theironlylegends at gmail.com. One last thing, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the galaxy to us if you just take a couple of quick seconds to leave us a rating and a review. It helps smaller podcasts like ourselves get out to the other Star Wars fans to join our growing community. Alright, without further ado, let's go. Far away with a Jedi and a Sith and a smuggler's pay. Me R2 and Yoda, 3PO and Leia, Luke Vader and Leader, Kylo Fit Parade. Don't tell me the eyes when I place on my bed. Who got the Chewbacca? There's no need to fret. Busters are primed in the coordinates, heaven is offered the heads like the name Jango Fett. I've seen these movies like 500 times. I'm solo shot first, ain't no change in my mind. Move with the Force and the Force is with me, so of course you will see even if I go blind. I'm on this journey of trials and lessons. Get lost in this wonder in a matter of seconds. Let's jump to light speed and tear through the heavens. Enjoy every minute, cause they're only legends. Uh, you want me to lead us in? Yeah, yeah. Alright, here we go. Get ready. Get set. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for another episode of They're Only Legends with Spencer Koprowski and Tyler Gray. I am Tyler, just like last time and the time before. And my co-host... Spencer Koprowski! Hey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, this is Spencer. And yeah, dude, ep three. I just wish I had a, uh, a soundboard so I could hit the air horns when you said it. <laughs> yeah, man. Hell yeah. Well, we're back with another episode. Um, there is, uh, before we get into this first article, I want to make an apology. <laughs> uh, off the top, huh? Right off the top. It's our first. Uh, well, hold on. It's this is, we can make an, uh, we should actually, yeah, let's do with the, let's make that first one that I have written down, uh, make that apology first, and then we'll apologize about the High Republic thing second, but, uh, yeah, so last episode, we, uh, we're talking about- I'll cut in. You cut in. You can, you can go ahead and take it over. You know what, you know what, let, let me handle this. I'm gonna leave this okay, to you. Okay, listen, I, I was misinformed, so- First off, I'm not apologizing for shit. This is just a correction. And the correction is... <laughs> we might have been a little insensitive by assuming that... <laughs> by assuming that phenomenal actor Tim Meadows was Don Cheadle. <laughs> I feel so stupid. I feel so <laughs> stupid. And it has nothing to do with the fact that he's black. It has it nothing does not. to do with it. It does not. There's no hashtag racism. No bullshit. <laughs> it would happen if it was any other white dude out there. I've been beating myself up for it. Oh, this Tom or Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. <laughs> when I see them, like for some reason, I have always associated the name. 
Sorry. <laughs> Don Cheadle with Tim Meadows when when they're sitting in the office and they're sitting there and he's like, I got also blossom coming out of my nose. <laughs> I could have sworn that that was Don Cheadle. It's great just because you genuinely <laughs> didn't realize, like you didn't know it wasn't him. And it's like me looking at Tom Hanks and being like, oh, that's Tim Allen. You know, it's, it's, that's actually a just, good comparison. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yeah. they fit the same mold. It's, it's not racism. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was so adamant that it's not racism. Um, we want, I want to say thank you to a good friend of the podcast, Matthew Powell, Matt Powell. Um, he was listening to our episode, and he brought it to our attention that uh, we, in fact, were incorrect. Um, and, yeah, so we apologize to the great Tim Meadows and the great Don Cheadle uh, about that mistake. That wasn't even really the one I was going to apologize for, um, but it was a good thing to get it off the top. <clears throat> get it done off the top of the episode. Um, <laughs> so I want to know, if you if you're a listener... If you listened to last week's episode before this week, if you're not a new listener this week, I want you to send us an email or hit us up on Instagram and tell us if you were screaming at us while we kept saying Don Cheadle while referring to Tim Meadows. I want uh, you to slide into my DMs and tell me how stupid I yes, am. Yes, please. Send the please. most... If you can. Sorry if you can hear a dog barking in the background. Um if you could find the best disappointed Tim Meadows or Don Cheadle gif and send it to us because we deserve it. Um, but moving past that, <clears throat> the other correction we have to make is that my ignorant ass just kept assuming the High Republic was going to be a movie or a trilogy of movies. I I heard one time a few months ago that... Uh, High Republic was going to be a movie or a movie trilogy and never looked into it again as far as what it was going to be. <laughs> and then he irresponsibly spoke about it as if I knew what the fuck I was talking about. It is not going to be a movie series exclusively. There probably will be a movie in that universe at some point, but it's actually just going to be primarily print media. Uh, comics. So flash yeah, go ahead. So flashback to four weeks ago, innocent little Spencer skipping up a sidewalk, hits his buddy Tyler. Hey, man, have you heard about the High Republic? Like, I've seen some dope concept art. I don't know what the fuck it is. Can you tell me what it is? Bro, those are movies. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Like, I heard they were doing a, a Old Republic movie. Nah, man, that's that's the movies. That's, that's the movies. It's going to take place like 200 years prior. I'm like... <laughs> You know, I trust this kid, right? So we're going to dive in. And not only that, not only that, we have a podcast where we talk about news from credible sources <laughs> for our fan base to not have to look it up. So we're sitting here like, man, I'm like, these are going to be movies. They're going to take place 230 years ago. It's going to tell the story of the United States Revolutionary War. And... <laughs> Sure as shit. Oh, it's going to be print media. It's going to be print Knight, media. So, Jedi Knight George Washington on the front of his chip. <laughs> oh, no. So keep an eye out for those comics yeah. and novels and novellas and whatever 
whatever else they're putting out. It's going to be fun regardless. We're going to check out the media. We're going to consume it all. We're going to spit real actual facts for you guys so that you will be inspired to go check out the media and we can all enjoy it together. Any, and that's uh, that. That is our. Yeah. Any responsible podcaster who speaks on a topic would have just looked it up before speaking on it. Uh, if you want to know more about the Star Wars new uh, High Republic, I can't even say it anymore. Um, you can find that at StarWars.com. And speaking of StarWars.com and High Republic, uh, the other day uh, when I had this epiphany that uh, I was incorrect, uh, it was while reading an article about looking at the, the new Padawans. And uh, yeah, I mean... I, I just gotta let I gotta sit in that loss you know I gotta take that L and uh, deal with it I guess but um <clears throat> I was literally I looked up this link so you can go to the website uh, starwars.com or just Google the uh, High Republic new Padawans and I'm sure you'll find the link um, starwars.com released an article introducing us to the new Padawans and as as I was reading it and seeing all of this concept art is when I was thinking to myself, man, because I do remember you saying, I've seen some concept art, but is there anything more you know? And as I'm scrolling, I'm, I see the, these drawings of the characters. There's a Wookiee and, you know, someone who looks kind of like young Obi-Wan. And I'm like, man, they sure are very specific with, the, like, their drawings of how they want these characters to look. Why don't they have, like like, cast ideas out there yet? And then I read the beginning. It made sense then of like last week or maybe, yeah, last week or maybe the week before when we were reading the uh, article about the editor giving some light on the great disaster. And I was like, why? Why would a book editor be talking about the story that's going to be in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> but I like refused. I, I remember thinking that when I was reading the article before we even talked about it, but I refused to let myself believe it wasn't going to be a movie series. And instead of looking it up, I moved on and just kept talking about it as if it was movies. But no, um, yeah. So the new Padawans and Jedi, we will see. They named them. <clears throat> we have Buryaga, which is a Wookiee, who uh, I think that's awesome. A Wookiee Jedi. He has a blue. Have... Go ahead. <clears throat> I was just to say, have we seen Wookiee Jedi before? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. I, I'm pretty sure the only only time I, <clears throat> as I've said before, I'm not very well versed in the expanded universe or legends. Um, but I only time I've seen Wookiees is other than obviously Chewbacca. Um, and those you see on Solo are the ones you see in, I think it's uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, mm-hmm. And of course the... Uh, the, the non-canon video game The Force Unleashed, when you walk around as Darth Vader and destroy dozens of them. But uh, other than that... And also in Knight, Knights of the Old Republic, you one of the castmates or car- crewmates on your on your ship is a Wookiee. Nice. Yeah, I, I need to play yeah. that. Like, I think we've talked about before. I haven't played that, and I need to. <clears throat> um... I'll stop clearing my throat here. We're just laughing so hard <laughs> at our stupidity. Um, yeah, so we've got Briaga. Briaga makes me think of Baba Yaga, uh, John Wick. Wreath uh, Silas, who is the, the Obi-Wan-looking character I spoke of. He has a green... Oh, yeah, I was talking about the uh, the 
the Wookiee's lightsaber. He has a classic sword hilt style, um, like cr- mm-hmm. cross uh, guard, and then a blue saber. And then we have Lula Talosola, who I just get like human Ahsoka Tano vibes from her. Just looking at her, I think she's probably. Yeah. I think she's gonna be younger. I'm pretty sure she's one of. I think they're all supposed to be Padawans, but then this dude, he's got like a dragon dog, Bell Zedifar. He's got to be a master. No, no, he has to be. He's not. They all got the. They all got the Padawan rat tails. Oh, that's a thing. See, I'm so yeah. They all got the Padawan rat tails. And this whole article is about, about introducing the Padawans, the Padawans from this I know. series. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, but but a few comments. <laughs> Go I ahead. Really, <laughs> I really like their robes. Yeah, the robes are really dope. The robes are super sick. I like the the cartoon style that they chose to develop these characters in, um, because they look straight out of a comic book, but they have such realism in the face that you can't help but look at them and automatically start thinking like who would who would be the ideal cast for this if they were to turn it into something live action yeah um and of course that's where our brains jump to that being said i am excited for the print media that we're going to be introduced to these characters through (laughs) um because yeah like lo and behold like you said oh i noticed when we were reading that article last week well, yeah, dude, I was the one reading the article, too, after cutting in, like, I know what I'm talking about. If For those of you who don't know, <laughs> this is going to be some movies. <laughs> and then I'm reading through, and it's like, Star Wars book editor so-and-so says that these are going to be... Oh, oh. And I just kept rolling with it, because I ain't going to trip me up. <clears throat> I don't care. <laughs> I'll cr- correct hey, myself next week, bitch. I ain't afraid to be wrong. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny is that my other podcast is called... Come tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, come tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Find me. <laughs> uh, my other podcast tagline is biased and uneducated opinions. And um, oh. I don't ever tend to be biased and uneducated. I am always afraid to be biased and uneducated on that podcast for some reason. I just don't want to be wrong. But here, I said, fuck it, whatever. I know everything about Star Wars. <laughs> Apparently, I can't <laughs> fucking read. Yeah. Oh, God. We, we got humbled. Okay, we're we're just like any other person. And harping back to what you just... Not harping back. <laughs> Let me just... Throwing back. <laughs> going back to what you said when we started recording. Like... We these are conversations that we would have regardless, right? So like we both work full time jobs outside of doing this podcast. If y'all listeners want to start sending us some some money, we can do this full time and we'll get all our facts straight. Until then, we're human. We're doing this out of our love for the content and our love to talk about it and our love to sit down as buddies and bullshit and not always know what we're talking about. But guess what? We're gonna learn. We're gonna we're gonna give you the best information that we have. And that also we we want you to talk to us. If we're wrong, straight up, like I was joking about it, but tell us we're wrong. Let's talk. Like I, I want engagement like that. So I'm not sorry for shit. First off, that's why I was going back it is i'm not apologizing this is a correction just because i want to make sure that y'all are accessing the best information that you can but you're not pulling up these articles we are we're reading them and talking about them and talking about them to you so that being said 
Damn, <laughs> well, what I'm going to say is I, just, <laughs> I appreciate your passion. Uh, I could really feel it, feel it through the airwaves. You know, you, you truly do feel exactly how you came across. Um, that being said, uh, I would absolutely love it if they paid us to do this. If you want to send us money, however, I'm not going to promise you that I'm going to take the time to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Whether you pay me or not, I'm going to make this mistake <laughs> again. <laughs> So Spencer, he is going to be the guy who knows everything he's talking about. Me, I'm going to skim through and I'm going to assume I know exactly what I'm talking about. And then the very next week, I'm going to say, hey, y'all, as you obviously know already, I fucked up last week. And, you know, we'll move on from there. So uh, that's what's up, though. That's fine. Let let me take off my uh, Twilight booties or the best hat and put on my Star Wars likes to read every article so I have the, the absolute best information for my people hat. And I'll take that responsibility. Y'all want to pay me to sit at home and do this for a living? I will do this shit for a living, bro. I'll do it. Amen. (laughs) Amen. You know what I'm saying? All right. I'm so so glad you're hyped. So walk us through this Padawan article then, would you? Because I did exactly what I did with the last one, and I skimmed through it. And like I said already, uh, I think he's got to be a master. And I didn't even acknowledge the fact they all have the Padawan uh, rat tail. So, do you want to just read it? Do you want me to read it? I can read it. No, I'm saying, do you want me to just read it? I'll read it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can read some of it. It's not very long. It's a pretty quick article. (laughs) All right, y'all. Lucas's multi-platform epic Star Wars: The High Republic. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're harping. Now we're harping. (laughs) Dial it back, Tom. Oh, oh, all right. Fuck. All right. Lucas is Lucas film. <laughs> I'm shook. Bro. No, no. I was laughing because I read multi-platform <laughs> again. It's like the first that was that was the literal moment when I realized I fucked up. Yo, this series will turn back the clock to the golden age of the Jedi. That means, of course, not just stories about fully trained Jedi Knights, but their apprentices as well. That's why I assume and- homeboy was a was a Jedi Knight. All right. Okay, you saw Jedi Knight in there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. use that now as my my backpedal. And just like any student body in our galaxy, no two Padawans will be alike. The High Republic Padawans really run the gamut in terms of skill, devotion, and personality, says Lucasfilm Publishing Executive Direct Director Editor, Executive Editor Jennifer <laughs> Heddle. Not to be confused with Don Cheadle. <laughs> Jennifer Heddle. <clears throat> God damn it. Oh, that needs to be a t-shirt. Not to be confused with Don Cheadle. <clears throat> oh my God. 100%. Okay. Uh, all right. Some are reluctant to seek out adventure, while some are perhaps a little too eager. Some are extremely talented in the force, while others maybe have to work a little bit harder. We wanted to showcase a wide range of young people in the hopes every reader can find someone they relate to. I read ahead here. And then it goes on to say... Um, it says... Uh, jump in, my man. <clears throat> Indeed, not only does the High Republic era feature a diverse group of Jedi learners, but as several of the High Republic characters tell StarWars.com, some Padawans have it easier than others. I slowed down <clears throat> my speaking there because I read the very next sentence... Bell Zetafar is apprenticed to the legendary Loden Greatstorm. And that, you know, the guy I just said, oh, he's got to be a master. It says in the article that I claim to have read. 
Uh, and he hopes he survives the experience, says the Light of the Jedi author Charles Soule, Sully, Sole, one of those three. Uh, probably not. He and his master are currently stationed at a Jedi outpost on the ore world of El... Elfrona? Damn, it threw me off. Deep in the Outer Rim, where they work to keep the peace and spread the light. Though the conditions are harsh and Bell spends most of his time training, the Jedi-to-be finds enjoyment wandering the iron hills of the planet with a charhound, Charizard, named Ember. Light of the Jedi (laughs) features another Padawan, however, who trains under much different circumstances. You can go ahead and jump in. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Burr Yaga is one of the few Wookiees to travel from the lush forests of Kashyyyk to study in the ornate halls of the Jedi Jedi Temple on Coruscant, says Su- Sule. <laughs> Souffle. <laughs> Souffle. <laughs> While he is skilled with his two-handed lightsaber, it is Burr Yaga's natural, effortless ability to sense the emotions of others that sets him apart from other members of the Order. The Wookiee study... Studies under Jedi Master Nib Asik, who learned Shriwook in order to more po- properly educate her students in the ways of the Force. Buryaga is gifted, but in any school, there's always a golden child. Um, Shriwook is the Wookiee language, in case you didn't know. And that I do know, so... Were you telling me? Because or... I knew I'm that. Just telling. I'm just... Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. No, I knew that for um, sure. I wrote it in my uh, in my uh, continuation of the Star Wars canon. I used that term. Uh, uh, Finn is learning Shriwook in my uh, fan fiction. Anyway. Nice. nice. And then uh, it goes on to say, in the High Republic Adventures all-age comic from IDW <laughs> Publishing. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not gonna. Um, it's not gonna not be funny until this episode's over. So go ahead, keep going. It, it is what it is. Um, readers will meet Lula Talisola, who is all about the Jedi Order, according to writer Daniel Daniel Jose Older. She loves it, can hardly wait to get knighted, and wants to be the best Jedi that ever was. Besides being amazing on top of her class with a lightsaber, she's loyal and compassionate and looks out for her two best friends, Farzala and Quart, especially when they're causing mischief. Finally, one Padawan will get a harsh dose of reality. Claudia Gray's young adult... Oh, did you want to hop in? No, no, no. Sorry. I didn't mean to make that sound with my face. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Claudia Gray's young adult novel, Into the Darkness, or Into the Dark, excuse me, Features Wreath Silas, a Jedi apprentice who will see what the galaxy is really like. Um, and shouting back to last week's episode, Claudia Gray is also the author behind Leia, Princess of Alderaan, which they are making a comic book adaptation, which should be out any day now, if not already out. I think it was October 27th. So maybe the day after this gets released, it should be out. Um but continuing on, Wreaths had a somewhat privileged apprenticeship because his master, Jorah Mali, is a member of the Jedi Council. That means he spent a lot more time on Coruscant and elevated diplomatic meetings and that kind of thing. So the frontier is going to be a huge transition for him, Gray says. Wreaths learning what, what he is really made out of. <clears throat> so no relation to me, I don't think. And if so... Hit me up, Claudia. I need some of the some of the monies that you get from these books. Some of that, some of that sweet, <clears throat> sweet bloodshot money. Yes, look it up. 
Bloodshot or Bloodlines? Um, or Bloodlines. I, dude, I didn't read it. I don't know. I'm going to. I, I read it. So, badass Wookiee Jedi has a great sword for a, for a lightsaber then. He, it says yeah. two-handed. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like a, a big old long sword, basically. Yeah. Which you would need to, if you were the size of a Wookiee. What are they, like seven, eight feet tall? Yeah, something like that. Pretty damn close. Well, multiple so times he's got big old uh, pants. Yeah, it's true. He needs he need. Well, imagine if it's two handed for him. That's like him using Darth Maul's hilt. <laughs> As a yeah, that's crazy. Um, hundred percent. Yeah. So it it appears here that we're gonna get these characters that they introduce. They're gonna be across. They're gonna be each like in their own different publishing thing. If yeah. I read that correctly, um, which is cool. cool. Yeah, reading through the article, I mean, it, it highlights different things. So, like, the High Republic Adventures is going to be a comic series, while it says Claudia Gray is writing Into the Dark, which is obviously going to be a it's a young adult novel. And then um, I think there was another one in here somewhere too, Light of the Jedi. So it's plugging different media that are all going to tie together in a big picture, I would imagine. So if this all, um, if this all takes place around the same time. And if these Padawans know each other or, or adventure together, and maybe they, you know, these two characters meet in this comic and then in the novel, it shows this character getting introduced to these two Padawans and they go off. And, um, I'm, I'm curious if they're going to line up something like that, or if these are just separate characters that we're going to follow the story of, kind of like MCU style in hopes that someday we'll get crossovers between them. I think that'd be cool. I think either one of those ways would be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So had I not lied to everybody and actually read the article, I would have known, but, uh, yeah, so those are pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely going to try to, uh, to read or listen to or, or check on at least most of those. Um, Books, because if you go to starwars.com slash the high republic, you will be able to find the dates at which the different publications will release, at least for uh, the first few um, editions of whether it's a book or a comic or whatnot. So that's pretty cool. Um, right. We're getting closer, only a couple months away because it's already the end of October, which is insane to me. When did it say it was going to be? January 2021 and February. So, oh yeah, it's right around the corner. For sure. Um So, another thing about keeping on the same page of <laughs> unintentional pun. On the same page of books, I couldn't even get through the <laughs> fucking transition. As so happy. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Uh the full cast announced for a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back audiobook. Um I don't know if you've listened to the other certain point of view books. Um, I have not, I haven't. as I haven't either, uh, but I got excited and I was like, oh, maybe we're going to get some of the names, you know, maybe we'll see some, uh, classic, uh, actual actors come play voices of characters they played in Empire. Unfortunately, I don't think we do, but we still have a pretty, uh, pretty good cast. Now I've, I've listened to most of the audiobooks I've listened to have been Star Wars. So there's familiar names like Jonathan Davis and Mark Thompson. Um, and 
for those who don't know, from a certain point of view, is a series done where they go through the cinematic movies. That's, I think that's rhetorical, not rhetorical, redundant. Anyway, uh, and they basically tell the story of the movie from other characters' points of view. Um, and yeah, so we've got the names of, they just released the uh, full cast for the audiobook, which will be Jonathan Davis, Sean Keenan Elias Reyes, get a shorter name, just change it, just saying, uh, Dion Graham, John Hamm from Mad Men, or what else has mm-hmm. he done? I think that's it. I'm not, I'm not going to touch it, I don't know. Oh wait, no, he, <laughs> <laughs> he did, uh, you see Baby Driver? No? I actually haven't. Okay, that's a really good yeah, movie. I have not. He's in there. Uh, January Lavoy. I've heard good things. Sonila Nan, sorry, Sonila Nankani, Mark Thompson, Sam Witwer, and Emily Wu Zeller. So yeah, so we know the the voices that we'll hear. Um, and I'm really go ahead. Oh, I'm excited for Sam Witwer. So like he has he he's who they base the Star Killer character off of in the Force and Leash games. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then he was also in Smallville and Battlestar Galactica reboot, and yeah. he was in Supergirl and a few other things. And yeah, he's he's really talented. Apparently, he was in the Clone Wars animated series as well. So was everybody. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he was in oh, so he, does he play one of the clones? Because it says he's going to be a part of that Star Wars: The Bad Batch spinoff. Um. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm pretty sure all the clones are voiced by uh, the same gentleman, and I'm forgetting his name again. Hold on. Don Cheadle. Clones and cl- Shh. Clone Wars. <laughs> D. Bradley Baker. Haha. Beat you to it. Uh huh. Which I've heard him on countless podcasts. Shout out to RFR. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebel Force Radio. Yeah, he, uh, he's, he's a very talented guy. And. I, I've heard the the Bad Batch spinoff show. Basically, it's it's a D. Bradley Baker like all star run. Like he's voicing so many voices in it. Um, so I, if Sam Whitmer's Whitmer's in it, I doubt he's going to be one of the clones. But he's probably going to be a, a good supporting character. He played mostly. He played uh, the voice of Darth Maul. So that's pretty cool. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. And nice. he also played a Mandalorian Super Commando, uh, a Mandalorian Guard, as well as it just says Sun. So I don't know what that character is, but it's from <laughs> uh, Ghosts of Mortis, Altar of Mortis, and Overlords, where the episodes he plays a character named Sun. S-O-N. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so he played Maul, it trilogy. looks like, in 14 episodes, so that's probably most of, if not all of the times Maul showed up, he played the voice. I had no idea that was him. Me neither, uh, and I'm actually kind I mean, of familiar I've probably with. Heard, it, with but... I I didn't recognize the name, um, but I recognize the face for sure. So, yeah, sweet cool. baby Star Killer, sweet baby Star Killer, um, the Secret Apprentice. Man, that's such a cool, that's such a cool storyline. Um, and then the nod, of course, that for those who don't know from the Force Unleashed Star Killer base from the Force Awakens has to be based on the star killer character just the name because it's a dope name. actually god damn it well actually um i think 
during the original draft of Star Wars, Luke's name was Luke Starkiller. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I knew that too. God damn it. See, here I go. Just talking out of my ass. Biased and uneducated. Wrong. Uh, I mean, it, it could be. I mean, it, no. JJ it, Abrams could have been a huge fan of Force Unleashed and spent so much time on his OG Xbox and loved throwing stormtroopers off ledges and shit and just like i'm naming a fucking planet after this <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna He's destroy just, everything just sitting there just playing the game just mashing the triggers and stuff i'm gonna make a movie and name the planet after you okay bro <laughs> well the the planet's name is technically ilum or yeah. ilum ilum um i know sure? that you visit it you visit it during uh what's what's Battle, the game battlefront 2 the, no <laughs> fallen order jedi oh, fallen order. right 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 yeah and yeah, so when you're flying jedi, uh, got their most yeah. of their kyber crystals or some of them anyway yeah when when you're flying into the planet you can see where they're already starting to dig out like the trench that runs along the equator of the planet that they're going to build the weapon into that's awesome when does that game take place after yeah. uh jedi um it's in between revenge of the sith and pre new hope Oh, so it's that old, and they're yeah. already digging out the Star Killer base trench. Well, do you want to know one of my biggest like continuity harps? And I'm sure that there's a Reddit explanation out there, but like at the end of Revenge of the Sith, when Vader walks out onto the deck with the Emperor, and they're already building yeah. the Death Star, and it's like, did it really take 19 years to build? Yeah, I don't know. Like that was. That, was that... Cr- that was Krennic already on board and like I don't know that was always something that bugged me I don't know if that scene is like you know that takes place 10 years after but I always thought that it was like Darth Vader's first time walking out in his armor it's all shiny and shit and they're sitting there looking at the Death Star getting built and I'm like yeah Luke's in you know Luke's in diapers like this it seems a little rushed so let's think about it um I think it is a continuity error for sure and then that error is then um and th- now this is me not knowing for sure but i'm just going off of what my memory is serving me um it the the error is then made worse during the rogue one movie when we know for a fact that um galen urso started helping with the um construction of it i'm pretty sure um well man maybe i'm making that part up i don't know anyway i felt like what i got from the movie was that he was already beginning construction on it but then fled because of what they were going to do with it and then was forced when she was younger to go back to help finish construction either way she's only like 19 years old um and she was already probably i would say six to eight years old um maybe it just took a really long time to build because i i'm just now remembering in attack of the clones when they're on i want to say it's geonosis is the name of the planet and dooku is inside of some tech like battle area i don't know exactly how to describe it some like command center looking area there you can see the plans for the death star on like a projection in the back like it's kind of like a a easter egg yeah but 
I mean, if they already had the plans for it during the events of Attack of the Clones, like it could have just taken a really long time to build, but that would also probably mean that they were already building their second Death Star by the time Luke blew up the first one in A New Hope. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Which I've always thought was, like, very easily believed. Um, Because, like, you know, you come up with the plans for something, and then once you find out it works, all right, let's start making a few of them, you know, or whatever it would be. Um, But, uh, yeah. One thing, though, that makes me kind of hesitant about the whole concept of them having started Death Star 2. Like, it makes sense that they would have made Death Star 2 while starting Death Star 1, but allegedly it's canon that Death Star 2 is actually bigger than Death Star 1. Um, Ugh, of course it is. And so, or maybe it's not canon. I don't know, but it's supposedly, I I have heard and seen, because somebody also made a... Uh, there was this really cool video I saw where it's like all the sci-fi ships from all like the, the major sci-fi movies and, and film. This guy did yeah. 3d renditions with scale, uh, to what would be earth. Have you seen it? I have seen that. Yeah. And so death star two is bigger than death star one by about probably 25%. Um, which isn't to say they couldn't have just been like started construction of number one. And they're like, all right, let's start a second one now that we're a quarter of the way through, but they're like, let's make it bigger, you know? That could have been a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the way, you know, Krennic would have spoken about it or, you know, whatever. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that is, I, I, I know that, uh, I know that feeling of, cause I've, I've seen that too. And I'm like, man, really though? Like, I guess it's possible. It took them a long time to build the first one because think about it. You're building a, a small moon size ship in space. Oh yeah. Like they weren't building it at a, a port in some planet, you know, they, it was out in space and then getting the resources yeah. for it. And then also having to go through prototypes to make sure it's not going to fail on the first try. Um, as far, not as far as like shooting a fucking missile down the shaft, but I just mean like you know, overall, failures of systems so you know if if you try to apply some logic to it i guess it would make sense like maybe death star one isn't even the first death star maybe like death star one is the first fully functional death star and the death star that we saw in revenge of the sith was a prototype they were building to see if it would actually work that's headcanon that doesn't i mean that there's nothing to support that thought other than it's possible if it makes you feel better type of deal See, I, I like that. One of my biggest things is like continuity. So, like, these are just, it's like ever, like, the first time I saw Revenge of the Sith, I remember thinking, like, Luke was just born. Like, yeah, I was, I was like 12 years old or something. Like, I was young when I first saw that movie. So, like, I don't know. It's just something I've always thought about. And going on what you said, too, about the blast hole, I. That's that's honestly my one thing with Rogue One too is like they built a whole movie and like you can say oh no it's about Jin Erso getting the plans for the Death Star and like no they built a whole movie and I love Rogue One so take it how you want they built a whole movie basically explaining why is there a big ass hole inside of the Death Star to help it detonate because people have been talking shit about that they talked about it in Family Guy like the Blue Harvest. Where they're like, 
just throw some plywood over it or whatever. Like, <laughs> like it's just something that people are like, why would they design it like that? And I understand that they wanted to give rhyme and reason to this. In all reality, I'm sure the answer is just, it's a fucking space fantasy, like chill. Like yeah. that's, that is the answer, yeah. but I don't know. It's, it's just the shit that keeps me up at night. Um, the, uh, I'm, Star Wars itself doesn't even take itself seriously. Force Awakens doesn't even take it seriously. Han Solo says at the meeting when they're trying to figure out the 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 plan to to get rid of you know the fucking Star Killer base. Han Solo says, and I quote, "This uh, can we just blow it up? There's got to be a way just to shoot it and blow it up, or something to that effect. Um, yeah. You, yeah, there's always a way to blow it up. Like that's them basically saying." we're going to make this really easy because it's star Wars and this shit just blows up when you shoot it. Right. Um, which is fine. You know, Hey, it's, it happened in the first one. It's gotta be old. The, the, why, what makes you think they'll learn from them, their mistakes? Um, no, I know. I know what you mean though. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a tangent, but, um, I don't even remember how we got there talking about Galen or so. No, before that. We we started this conversation talking about a certain point of view Empire Strikes Back audio book. I'm trying to get which to I don't, I'm trying to even like figure out how we went from that <laughs> to <laughs> uh, I love these conversations. I'm so glad we're recording them now. I don't even care how we got there. Um But uh so speaking of um the sequel trilogy, um apparently I don't, now I again I don't know if you wanna do a deep dive on this or or what because well we're going to keep ourselves on a time restraint uh constraint here but uh yeah so there's an article that came out by screenrant.com and you can take over this one if you want um but it says the uh star wars rise of skywalker uh creates a loophole uh between the jedi and sith with the force dyad concept yeah Um, i hated this article yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it either. So all I have to say about this is I know that you're not a KOTOR person, but I've been saying this for years now. Bastila Sean and Darth Revan had a Force Dyad that used to be canon. It is now EU or Legends. It's their only Legends. Um they had a dyad in the force. It, it started with Bastila force healing Revan. Revan was then like unconscious and forgot his Sith past. Uh, he woke up on a ship and it was basically like, oh, hey, yeah, you don't know who you are, but you're going to figure that out. And you basically, you spend the first game choosing light side or dark side decisions while also putting together the pieces that you are this former powerful sith lord but you share this connection and share visions with bastila who is a jedi um so and same with like force healing and shit like i i'm this isn't new concept to me if you've been playing star wars video games at all in the last 20 years You've probably force healed some people like it just is what it is like this is a concept that i've already familiarized myself with and i think people get upset because it kind of opens that window of like okay well what is acceptable and what is not um 
in this article kind of with the dyad it kind of breaks it down to where like this kind of powerful connection is only possible between a dark side and a light side user i don't know if that's the case like if 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 force healing was a thing jogging back to the ot right so if if somebody sliced down with a lightsaber or like you know even connecting it to rise of skywalker when ray shoves that fucking lightsaber right into kylo ren's gut and he falls down typically if you are like that that is when the jedi would either instantly or within moments become one with the force and you know fade out of their body so it kind of opens that window well what is an acceptable time to force heal is it when they are injured but it hasn't killed them yet but it's going to kill them so then they can heal or is it like it just it opens up a bunch of questions and and it it kind of reopens this thing where it's not a solid answer somebody can't just look at it and be lows you go this is force healing this is how it works this is a force dyad this is how it works but i don't i'm not i don't want to sit and like pick it apart because i guarantee you 30 years from now when we're sitting here doing this podcast i'm just kidding maybe um yeah but like 30 30 years from now when we're sitting down we're talking about this we're going to be so familiar with force dyads and so familiar with force healing that it's going to be crazy to think back in 2020 that we were like what i've never seen this this shouldn't happen this you know like just fucking accept it dude like (laughs) i i'm just on my no fucks given shit today just chill out chill out if you are mad about a force dyad chill the fuck out so as a like I feel, I don't like I don't like the term Raylo um because it's usually used derogatory um I really do like the Ray and Kylo slash Ben characters um and I don't I never saw an issue with them being a dyad if anything it's like a really cool concept of so okay, everyone's totally cool with Anakin just being created by the Force, Jesus, you know, style. The whole <laughs> they literally are. Everyone's okay with the Immaculate Conception beginning. Anakin's literally a blueprinted. Jesus is the blueprint for Anakin, right? Like if we're talking meta here, George yeah. Lucas is, um, back, you know, whatever his inspiration. So if we're all okay with the Force creating a baby inside of a person who is then going to be the strongest force user ever and then bring balance to the force why isn't it okay that two force users have a connection and when they are together they are this they are unstoppable until they're not moments later um but like that shouldn't be if we're okay with fucking lightsabers and telekinesis why aren't we okay with a force dyad why aren't we like why aren't we okay with half the shit we bitch about um i don't like i i paused because i'm I, I had to stop myself i was about to jump off the cliff into the never-ending <laughs> depths of spiral but um no yeah so one of the things that um so next week we're gonna have a good friend of the podcast mike kaminsky our first guest ever will be on the podcast and you asked me a couple episodes ago or you had said that you weren't super familiar with the rule of two and where it came from i learned what i know 
from Mike uh, because he has been balls deep in this shit for decades. Um, and uh, he explained to me that the rule of two was created by Darth Bane because initially during the, the this is all, you know, now non-canon, but like the Sith were initially a race that then the fallen Jedi went to their planet and then took over their name basically killed everybody who was an actual Sith race and then took over the name of the Sith. And then there was a bunch of them. There was dozens of them who were just these powerful fallen Jedi force users um, who were, you know, corrupted by the dark side. But the problem was there was always this infighting and they always were getting into it with each other and they could never come to any conclusion. So what happened was there was a civil war amongst the Sith, an implosion, if you will. And the only one that survived was Darth Bane. From then on, after having seen what happened when there was so many cooks in the kitchen, for lack of a better term, he then created the rule of two. Well, there will only ever be two Sith, a master and an apprentice. And it was then from there on, I don't know the specifics, and maybe Mike, when he comes on, he can explain. Or if anybody who's listening uh, knows what I'm talking about or can correct me if I was misinformed, you can shoot us an email or whatever. Um, but from then on, it became typically the apprentice will learn everything they do for, they can from the master, and then they will turn on their master, as we always know, as we've always known, and they become the master and get their own apprentice. Um, so I don't mind the retcon too much in here, where or in the novelization of the Rise of Skywalker, where it says uh, Palpatine says the rule of two was a pale imitation and unworthy but necessary successor to the older pure doctrine of the dyad. Um, and I, as you did, we both listened or read the book and, uh, he also says in there, like he was trying to achieve that with Vader. I'm okay with those retcons for the sake of story, um, because they don't really change anything. Um, just because there's something we don't know of yet doesn't mean it couldn't have been as long as it's like, it doesn't as long as the actions of the characters, and I could be completely speaking out of turn and misremembering here, but as long as the actions of the character of the characters earlier in the series that you're trying to retcon their intentions, as long as it doesn't um, counter contradict what they were doing. So with Vader and Palpatine, uh, Vader and Sidious rather would be a, the more correct way to say that. Um, he, Sidious was trying to use Vader to create essentially a powerful duo you know that's what he wanted to do to rule the plan until he found out about luke and he did the same thing with that he with luke that he did with anakin was where he was using his manipulating anakin in the prequels to then show him the way you know try to you know use him for his own good um and then he saw how powerful luke was or sensed how powerful luke was and knew he wanted luke to be basically the new apprentice to him it's also a power hungry thing but if you want to go ahead and say 30 years later that he was trying to create a dyad i mean we don't yeah whatever whatever his intentions were his intentions were like on on the surface level or speaking in layman terms he wanted a powerful apprentice to rule the world whatever if you want to subtextually say that you know it was actually because he was trying to achieve this one thing that's you know prophetic and hasn't been seen in hundreds of years. Whatever. It doesn't change the fact that he was trying to create a powerful duo, whether that be a dyad or, you know, a fucking you know, life partnership or whatever the fuck you want to call it. 
But I mean, I fell victim to this clickbait because it is literally titled Star Wars Rise of Skywalker's Force Diet Creates a Jedi Sith Plot Hole. And I was like, oh shit, here we go. Let's find out some dope shit. Bless you or whatever you just did, sneeze or cough. Um, I coughed. Okay. I, yeah, you were good at muffling it just enough that we could hear it, but I couldn't tell what it was. So <laughs> hashtag no COVID. Um, but yeah, so like I'm on, I'm on par with you, man. Like I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm a little tired of the complaints per se about this shit. Cause I don't think it really creates a loophole, uh, or a plot hole rather. No. Um, I actually really like that explanation as far as, and again, I am not super versed on this, so I'm super excited for our very first guest next week. Maybe shed some light on it, but um, I like that explanation of start part of the reasoning behind establishing the rule of two is to kind of create an artificial dyad that is reminiscent of ancient Sith lore or yeah. however it was phrased. Like that's that's tight. I'm cool with that. I don't even think I caught. Uh, Mr. Emperor Palpatine saying that in Rise of Skywalker that that's what it was. He didn't say it in the film, but he did in the in the movie or in the, in the book. book. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I read the book, but I, I must have just missed it or whatever. But yeah. Um. I went. I the reason I remember that is because uh, Star Wars Theory on YouTube. Uh, I really like mm-hmm. his channel. Um, I think he, so when the novel first came out, he was, um, doing little, uh, videos about different, uh, parts of it. And so I was, I had already read the, uh, or I had listened to the audiobook and then went back and watched one of his videos and it was about that. So it just kind of stuck in my mind. Um, but yeah, right. so, so, and here's another thing to think about going back to me saying, like let so Anakin was created by the Force. He was quote unquote the chosen one, right? Um, so we have now established, we have now established the Force being the mystical power that it is, will create people with powers for its own doing. Now, whether or not you want to say light and dark are two separate entities of Force, or if the Force itself is both the light and dark, you know, whatever however you want to uh, think of it in your own head canon, or if there isn't a canon that describes it somewhere, send it my way. Um, it wouldn't be too hard to believe that if the force has the ability to create a, a maybe not create, well, yeah, create a person unless me was just, you know, uh, 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 tattoo. I was trying to come up with some funny fucking like desert thought or something like that but then it popped popped in my head that she was a slave and then i was like well this could get dark real fast so never mind i'm not gonna chase that that one but uh so anakin shows up out of nowhere allegedly the force creates him and creates him to be up until you know later down the line the most powerful force user so what if the force can do that and the force can probably learn from its mistakes and it knows that if it puts all of its power into one person that one person can be easily corrupted. But if it decides to put it into two people, then they won't, unless they both channel the same energy, which would be light side because the dyad wasn't complete with Ray and Kylo until Kylo was Ben again. Um, then that way you're protecting essentially the galaxy from one evil person uh, and 
you're you know banking on there being like okay well hopefully one of them turns out good uh and that's kind of what we see with with ray and and ben is it's not until kylo returns to him being ben solo and him and ray can truly click you know they can send lightsabers across thoughts and whatever um it's not too far-fetched for me to think that a force dyad is something created by the force itself and it's not too far-fetched for me to think that going back to the 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 non-canon sith what i was just talking about how there was so many of them until they all fought until darth bane it wouldn't be too far-fetched for me to think that darth bane knew of a force dyad the myth of the force dyad and that was what helped propel him to have a, a rule of two and maybe the force in order for it to be truly because there's no arguing that palpatine and vader were both very powerful together um that for a force dyad to truly work they need to be aligned together on the light side that would that would be a good explanation as to why the sith rule of two never fully works because the dark side corrupts absolutely all the time and one thing that like the want for power is the most played out but most common uh attribute of a dark side force user and that's why there is the apprentice kills the master and becomes the master whereas with jedi the padawan learns from the master and then the the padawan becomes a master and now they're equal until they get you know and that's why the jedi typically are more powerful because they they have the discipline to set aside the, the the greed for power um so you know i don't think it really creates a loophole it creates interesting you know seasoning to go on go on go in the sauce um and uh, I, the only thing that does irk me about all of it is that once Ray and Ben complete their dyad, they just get it so easily taken from them by Palpatine. Just instantly, he just sucks the power out of them. And it's like, and again, to, to keep myself toe in the edge of the cliff here, not to go full head first, but just like, if you're going to build up at least across two movies, the, you know, a TLJ and Rise of Skywalker. If you're going to try to build up a connection to the two most powerful force users in the galaxy, probably shouldn't have it just stripped from them instantly, you know, but right. that's, that's, that's a conversation for another time that a lot of people would agree with. Um, but yeah, that's we're talking about things that keep me up at night. <laughs> that's one of them. Um, yeah man i just i don't i don't care about the diet thing like i don't find it super crazy like i i really like the the kind of exploration the sith lore behind it um but yeah it's it's interesting sorry i'm typing but uh oh you're good man i hear you clickety clacking in over there Hell yeah so we're already coming up on an hour mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> As expected. So we're going to try and, and, and keep it to format. I'm going to have, we're going to throw in some honorable mentions right here. But uh, first thing I want to say before we conclude this episode, I didn't know Kanye West was a Star Wars fan. Me neither. Um, I thought that was super cool. And I'm sure if you're a Star Wars fan and you're listening to us, I'm sure you've already heard about uh, Kanye's conversation over on Rogan's podcast. But yeah, he talks about how he's watched Revenge of the Sith like 10 times in quarantine and 
loves it and he talks a little bit about um how he doesn't understand how anybody can hate the prequels more than they do the sequels again we are a non-toxic show over here so i love them all that being said i'm kind of in full agreement with kanye um i think the prequels have kind of grown into their their own little niche in the star wars universe and um they hold a special place in my heart as they do many 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 other people um but yeah do you have anything you want to add to the kanye west thing yeah i was just gonna say that um i agree too um i was for no reason at all honestly no reason at all so i heard somewhere that the prequels were bad after having already seen them and then my mind was made up yeah prequels are trash and then right before rise of skywalker came out i decided to rewatch every single star wars movie and rewatch the prequels and i remember texting you saying i don't know why these get such a bad rap they're actually pretty fucking funny and entertaining and like overall entertaining in their own right like they're not masterpieces of cinema but they're they're not trash movies you know, um, but they were also state of the art for their time. They and they were, and that is something we always like forget. And that is a thing that happens when something is state of the art for its time. When it gets outdated, it becomes corny. Not every movie still holds up. Um, but yeah, but I I would agree. Now I love all the Star Wars movies. Um, I was a TLJ hater for a long time. We've gone over that before, and I'm not so much anymore. But I will agree. Just on principle, the prequels are better movies than the sequels just because i have a meta feeling like 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 just outside of the universe of star wars that disney did it as a cash grab whereas george lucas really cared i mean even kanye says it that this is that they were george's baby this is george's baby where disney just was trying to and that was the thing i was going to add about kanye is i've listened to the first probably 45 minutes of the podcast with joe rogan he doesn't sound crazy. He just sounds, um, he just kind of sounds not disillusioned. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the right word to say because I'm not like I'm not I'll a Kanye hater. Go ahead, say it. Kanye is just a weird dude. Yeah, the most normal of like the, the 45 minutes I listened. He's a very weird dude. And then I listened to this because I haven't gotten to this part of the podcast yet, but I listened to the soundbite. And this is the most normal he sounds is when he's talking about Star Wars. When he says, don't jump, Anakin. I've got the high ground. When he quotes that, he just sounds like a regular-ass Star Wars fan. But he's he yeah. is just a weird dude. And who wouldn't be, right, if in his situation? Sure. But, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I, no, um, all I, I'm, I don't hate on Kanye. Uh, the narcissism shit for the long time was my biggest turnoff to him. I don't think he's the greatest. That being said, like, you know, it's it's cool when you throw on an old, like, Cameron track or, like, an old, uh, you know, like, he's he's had his imprint on so many things. Kid Cudi. Um, I, I respect Kanye as the icon that he is. Um I don't, I don't hate Kanye. I think the whole president shit's stupid. And, um, yeah, he definitely, he definitely has documented mental health issues, but right. He also made a song called gold digger and then married the biggest one in the world. So Boom. that being said, I, I'm fine with Kim. I don't give a shit. She's a gold digger though. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> he's, I he's wish Kanye, I could man. be, <laughs> Yeah, I, wish sure. I, could, I wish I could be a gold digger. Um, yeah. I think though, just to put a cap on it, like, like I agree with that. Like, I'm not a huge Kanye fan, but as a Star Wars fan, 
who is, you know, a, a fan of the universe, and I just love it when other like I am glad. I'm happy Kanye is a Star Wars fan. To hear him yeah. so passionately talk about Star Wars made me happy. I was like, it normalizes him. It really did, and that's what and that's what I was saying. Was like the most normal. He literally sounded the most. I mean, for lack of a better term, term sane. He sounded uh, was when he was talking about Star Wars. I'm like, that's that's pretty cool. You know, um, that he likes it that much. But yeah, uh, like you said, we're trying to keep this to format. We uh, just coming up on an hour here. Uh, so yeah, uh, next week, next week we'll have um, good friend of the podcast, uh, Mike Kaminsky, will be on. Uh, you guys will get to know him uh, a little better, or get to know him and just introduce to him. Uh, and next week you'll be introducing something Spencer that you came up with, and I'm really uh, on board for. Uh, if you want to tell the people what that will be, hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to be trying out our first segment, um, not just like a news segment or this or that, which in reality, the last you know few eps we've been using news is just talking points to try and create some sort of format for our show. But the show was founded with the idea of what is something about the Star Wars universe that we don't know that much about? And a lot of that is this vast, 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 library that is the star wars eu or the star wars legends content and so i figure a good way to kind of start spoon feeding both ourselves as well as the listeners some some good quality legends content is i'm going to create a comic segment and i'm an avid comic book reader i love comics that's really just a niche that i've always found myself in from the time i was a kid i enjoy comic books um And Star Wars comics, of course, fall in line with that. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be exploring the history of the EU, the Legends, Star Wars comic books. And working title is going to be Comic Corner. But, you know, in reality, that is a working title. When we come up with a permanent name for the segment, we'll go by that. But it's just going to be a four to five minute clip of me reading through and kind of just narrating a comic book out loud and describing the scenes and throwing in some sound effects and some music and really trying to envelop the experience that the comic book and the story that we're diving into each week is trying to you know capture and we're going to discuss it and review it and discuss the legends relevance to what is now disney canon and it's something that i've been putting a lot of time in and um i'm really excited to to introduce that next week and then also next week we have andalorian 2 oh couldn't season forget two. the mando could never forget the Mando. so i i already anticipate we're gonna have a longer episode next week we're gonna be having our first guest we're gonna be talking very excitedly and probably talking all over each other about mandalorian season two as well as trying to shoehorn in this new uh comic corner segment so definitely tune in next week there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff we're going to be trying out some new things and yeah it's it's going to be worth the listen for sure i i am i just want it to be next weekend already yeah i know I'm, i'm so excited um but on that note uh i think this is a good place to call it. Um, if you aren't already over there, please head over and check out our Instagram at OnlyLegendsPod. Um, 
we're going to be posting daily content. I've been posting original memes up there. We're going to start putting in uh, random facts and both canon and non-canon, probably post some new stuff over there. Uh, definitely good place to go for resources and show information. And then Caddy Corner with this uh, Comic Corner segment, I'm going to be posting panels and pages from comics that I'm either reading right now or, or going to talk about on the podcast over there. So you can kind of read along or check it out if that's something that you're interested in. But yeah, definitely go follow over there. Um, rate or review us on Apple Podcasts if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Dude, it's it's two scrolls with your thumb and press a click on that five stars. Uh, if you don't like it, don't rate shit, please, because we don't need you. Ooh, <laughs> this guy says no, that we're kidding. non-toxic over I'm here. You know what? If if you have criticisms with the pod, um, why don't you DM me or send a show an email? Let us know what those are. Give us a chance to work them out. We'll even shout you out. I'll shout out. If you got criticisms, I'll, I'll shout it out if you want me to. We'll discuss it on air. And uh, in a total, I mean that in a totally like good way. Give us, give us room to improve, because um, Tyler's got some podcast experience. This is my first time ever sitting down on a recorded platform and trying to put together organized thoughts and contents. And you know, I'm trying to not say um so much. I'm trying to not talk over Tyler when he's talking. And we're also doing this remotely, which someday down the down the road, post COVID, we're gonna sit down. It's all gonna be you know, awesome. But for right now, we're doing this remotely. Uh, Tyler and I aren't sitting face to face. And um, th- there's been a lot of added challenges with that. And especially getting a show off of the ground. Luckily, Tyler and I already have a history of having conversations similar to the ones we're really just now sticking a microphone in front of our normal conversations. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a work in progress. But Going back to a good note, please leave us a good review if, you, if you're enjoying it. Share it with your friends. Word of mouth is huge. Um, follow us over on Instagram. And yeah, is there anything you want to plug? or? No, sir. Beautifully said. Uh, I hope that uh, you all have all enjoyed right. it. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll catch you next week for some Mandalorian 2 review. <laughs>